0: It meant anything goes. Anyone could die. Anyone could fall in love. Anyone could die. Anyone could fall in love. Anyone could die. Anyone could, love, anyone could die. bagpiars. Concept of 그림. initial apocalypse. episode called... so cool. Called... People couldn't believe it. They had to believe it. People couldn't believe it. They had to believe it.
1: I'm Jeremy Greer
0: and I'm Gary Butterfield
1: and this is Days of Future Cast uh and we are c- coming of age <laughs> Gary the age of apocalypse
0: (laughs) we are coming of age of apocalypse this is the dawning of the age of apocalypse uh
1: this is the 90s crossover event that is extraordinarily infamous amongst x-men circles for it's probably kind of bonkers art bonkers plot uh it's a it's just a it's just a whole thing it's a squirmy mess of comic books that i have a whole lot of affection for um, and now that I've had a chance to start going back to here, I'm like, wow, 13 year old Jeremy kind of had a whole thing, huh? Guns and roses and this. Okay. Cool. <laughs> it's uh, cool, it's a, cool. <laughs> it's,
0: it's real edgy. It's super uh, edgy. So yeah, you got to take some joy in the edge. Um, at, at the time, uh, this was crazy ambitious though. Uh, cause the X-Men were the biggest thing that Marvel had going, uh, in the nineties and them saying, Hey, our entire line is going to take four months off to do this alternate reality story that is every X-Men comic, uh, you know, was cool as hell. Oh yeah. Um, And it's still like, now there's a little bit more like event fatigue that sets in because Marvel has kind of rolled that into their kind of branding, but it didn't used to be that way. Like in the nineties, there are crossovers, right? Like it's like, Oh, there's an event like, Oh, it's the phalanx covenant. It's the executioner song, things like that. But there are also just tons of issues that are just, X-Men do an X-Men shit. And I feel like that this kind of thing, especially at this scope, uh, and this many issues in this long was super rare, uh, at the time. And for me, uh, I was extremely cool. I was like, yes, like I don't read Excalibur, but I will read Nightcrawler's adventures, you know, on this, uh, weird slave trade or whatever, uh, he goes and fights. Uh, In this, like, I will go check out this tangential thing, and it'll get me to read some comics I don't usually read, uh, etc.
1: And it was kind of, uh, at the time, like, I remember thinking, like, holy shit, like, it's not just a crossover. It's not like Cyclops meets Captain America. It's everything has changed. <laughs> Legion has gone back in time and fucked the entire universe up. And we're going to yeah. have to deal with that. So, like, new takes on these characters, new relationships, uh, you know, all this kind of crazy, weird shit was kind of. And then also, like, we the art style, like, all of these super edgy you know stylings for these characters that we that we've known and loved for my entire life like we're like oh man this shit is cool like this was yeah this was, the, this was 1995 man like like this is the height of this stuff I said 13 year old Jeremy but this would have been 15 year old Jeremy who would have also still into the shit like <laughs> he's yeah. still way into it
0: yeah 15 year old me man the um yeah it's a in addition to it not just being that normal kind of crossover and being this whole alternate world it's like, they, you know, X-Men having alternate futures is a thing. Like, it's part of the X-Men, right? It's why there was the Here Comes Tomorrow arc. Um, it's why uh, they, you know, Days of Future Past was a, was a major temple movie in the new franchise, stuff like that. Um, this version of that is on a wider scale than they've ever done. Um, possibly accepting, like, what's happening now with, like, Oxbox shit, mm-hmm. right? Like, which I know isn't an alternate future necessarily, but I don't know exactly what it is because I'm not, I am not read it yet. Uh, but it's it's a big paradigm shift.
1: I have read it you and know? I'm not sure I know exactly what it is either. <laughs> is, yeah. is this real life yeah. or is this just fantasy? I have no idea.
0: <laughs> yeah. Marvel's gotten way more into doing those kind of things, you know, with like battle worlds and shit like that. Uh, at the time, this was super novel. Um, it is super edgy, uh, as we mentioned. Um, and it's also like we talk about reimagining of the characters. There's something, there's going to be a little bit of a shift in going from new X-Men to this because This is not, uh, the degree to which these new characters make sense is spotty. Um, I think like it's, it's hit and miss. Like, I think that a more commanding and more modern sensibility of comics would have taken a little bit more care in how these characters end up. Right. Um, like we don't really get, I never thought about Hank McCoy as somebody who could turn into dark beast with the right impetus. Like True. being lured by enough science. I feel like Hank McCoy is a fundamentally good person. This story arc kind of posits like he is a fundamentally good person because of Charles Xavier. And if somebody else had gotten a hold of him, he would turn into, you know, a Nazi scientist basically.
1: Yeah. And I necessarily
0: think- by that, like it's, it's a shock thing. It's cool. It's like, oh man, that's really different than what I think of Hank McCoy. So there's a lot of pleasure in that, but it is an immature kind of pleasure. Uh, and I'm not immune to that, but I think it's worth like setting expectations.
1: Hello, pocket. How are you?
0: Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> doing his, his afternoon run back and forth and yell uh, that he likes to do.
1: Excellent. So, yeah. I, that's just, hey, quarantine pockets. Same, my friend. That's what I find yeah, myself yeah. doing a lot to you. lives his whole life in quarantine. I think they, uh I think that's going to be a big issue with these with this entire series is that the, the premise here, which is if you kill tw- Charles Xavier 20 years ago, this entire universe changes, basically makes Charles Xavier one of the most important men in history. Um, and like not even just to like down to like his ins- the inspiration that he gives Scott or like him saving Jean Grey as a young girl or anything. But like, you know everything down the line. Holistically. Yeah. And it's, it's a little, like it's comic book ridiculous to think that it would have that much of an impact. And we've spent a lot of time uh, deconstructing Xavier as a character or whether he's good or bad or what have you. And I I feel like this is going to be, really weird. And the best part about it is that like the premise means that we don't really have to talk about Charles Xavier a whole lot. Like he's going to be mentioned, but he's not going to be involved in the series until later.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> the, the, the premise is this is, this takes place before kind of the great reevaluation of Charles Xavier. Right. Like mm-hmm. there have been hints of that uh, prior to this. Um, and they'll do stuff later with it. Like that's basically part of an onslaught you know, is the idea that uh, there's this dark part of Charles Xavier that he does cross the line sometimes. But a full bore kind of re-examining of whether Charles Xavier is good or not had not really happened. So this is like the characters are literally worshipping this guy, not only in Age of Apocalypse, but it's the impetus behind Legion Quest, which we're going to talk about today, where the characters like there's a part where like we're going back for a man, a man who we owe everything to. And all the X-Men's like X-Men nod and like very solemnly like say yes you know, like the, the worship and reverence for Charles Xavier is just absolutely through the fucking roof, uh, in this shit. And we have, you have to kind of buy that as accepted. Like I don't, I don't feel that way about Charles Xavier. I think he's a complicated character. I don't go in for the full, like that dude is absolutely dog shit that like a lot of people do, but I think he's, you know, he's complicated. Like we, a good illustration of that is when we talked about the, uh, dark Phoenix movie, right. Mm -hmm, You know, where it's like, he's shitty in that, but it's also, he was, he was wrong to lie about it, but he wasn't evil. You know, it wasn't like he was just shitty, like he was just a garbage person. Um, he just like fucked up. And like this isn't about that. This is the weird, infallible, saintly Charles Xavier. Um, and it is there's like a, a, a simplicity and condescendingness to the whole thing, where like not only would Beast turn into a Nazi scientist. But Magneto, if it wasn't, you know, if inspired by this thing, would have become the greatest hero the world has ever known. (laughs) Instead of somebody who has, like, reprogrammed nukes to try to, like, you know, kill Florida. You know, all these things he has done. It's just, you take it with a big grain of salt. This is the 90s. It's big swings and big melodrama.
1: Oh, yeah. And Magneto is especially the best one for me. uh, Because just the idea that uh xavier dying in his arms led him on the path of righteousness but xavier being alive for 20 years and yelling at him makes him into a villain <laughs> <laughs> it's like the epitome of just like maybe one just too leech- many
0: games of chess charles <laughs> you beat me one too many times
1: <laughs> so i'm gonna fuck up america <laughs> it's um and yeah you're absolutely right like you have to buy into charles being this this huge and angelic like fatherly kind of figure um which at the time he very much was like you know this when i was coming up as a kid like xavier was the was the top man like xavier was like i had a lot of respect for that dude um it's only like looking back now that you start kind of having questions about motives and you know things that he's done and all that stuff Mm so um. So we're going to start with Legion Quest. Uh we we're not going to go through this issue by issue. It's a four-issue mini series that's was split over Uncanny X-Men and um just the I guess you call it the adjective X-Men. Yeah, um, blue,
0: blue and gold team.
1: Blue and gold uh, with, team with a
0: prelude in X-Factor. Uh because that's where Legion wakes up. But we basically yes. just need to tell you uh, what happened to cause the uh the the crossover
1: (laughs) and uh yeah so legion has essentially uh gone through a lot of weird superhero therapy and united all of his various personalities and uh now he is way way more powerful than he was before and there's a lot of weird like middle east combat stuff of him uniting the middle east against him and things like that like there's some of that happening which is very bizarre
0: this is the most like comic i've read that takes place in and about israel (laughs) (laughs) like and i know that xavier spent time there right like that's where he met legion's mom uh and by met i mean uh put a a sperm into her egg um and the uh so i get why that's important but it's also legion did not go through a bunch of therapy he's been in a coma like it's so it's pretty arbitrary like i was reading i don't think i'd ever read the x factor issue that sets this up Mm -hmm. and i was thinking like oh this is going to explain how legion came together and the, the, the answer is Mystique tried to kill him and he woke up fixed. It, it's real <laughs> arbitrary. Uh, we should say, explain who Legion is though, because not, not everyone's going to know. I
1: feel um, like. You should, because you should um, have watched the, uh, the amazing TV series on AMC called Legion. I,
0: I, I have not either. So I, I know yeah. it, it's, I'm horrible. Um, I just know him from the comics and he's a bad haircut who uh, has a uh, multiple, you know, dissociative identity disorder. Um, and every different identity has, has a different superpower. Yes. So he can't control it, but they all have different superpowers. And the premise of this thing is mystique tries to murder him to get revenge for him, killing mystique's lover. And he wakes up and he's one whole person. He has access to all of his powers, making him like a God level character. Uh, and he wants to fix things like yes. now that he is with it. He's like, I can go, you know, I have this kind of power. I can go back and fix everything. Um, and the X-Men try to stop him and fail. But in between there, we get a lot of the X-Men going back in time and losing their memory and working on a dock. Lots of ripped Iceman.
1: A lot I, of ripped Iceman.
0: <laughs> dude, Iceman is strong. Iceman big. <laughs> Iceman heavy.
1: Yeah. Um, That's my
0: large, heavy X son
1: uh, All of the characters are apparently wearing like um, shrouds or trench coats or something. So like most of the like action shots are them like holding a burka <laughs> and screaming mm-hmm. at somebody, which is just really weird art. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but it's, it's like, I, I kind of dig this. Like this, this is very nostalgic for me in a way that like, I will just forgive a lot for. So, you know, this over the top people yelling about their powers to each other and like, you should do this and you should do that. And, um, you know, this, this team is actually pretty cool and that we haven't really talked about a lot of these characters. Bishop is here. Iceman mm-hmm. is here. Um, Jean Grey, Storm, and who am I forgetting? I'm forgetting one of them. Uh, Cylac. So- Psylocke, yes, <clears throat> yeah, and that's one thing I um, think going into the first couple of issues of Apocalypse that I'm really going to enjoy is that uh, because of our coverage has been mostly on TV and film, we haven't really like talked about a bunch of the people that we're going to get to talk about.
0: Oh yeah, you know, and and the way that pacing works in these old comics is sometimes it's uh there's you know there's issues that we're going to talk about where not a lot happens, and that's going to be like the bulk of the, the episode, right? Like we're going to talk about an episode during the session, uh, Generation Next Number One which is just a fight. Uh, Nothing happens that issue, but we're going to talk about those characters and stuff, which is going to be really fun. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is fun to check in on these kind of classic X-Men who are in pure melodrama mode. Um, A lot of declaring powers. um, The number of times that somebody sets up something and then they're like, I just distracted you. (laughs) Like that happens twice in the sessions we're doing today. Yeah. And I feel like that was like Scott Lobdell's like trick. He was like, every fight scene needs to have somebody distracting somebody and then being smug about the distraction.
1: It's, um, if, if you ever try to write anything, which is something that I'm always called to, but I'm very bad at, uh, like you want to try to be the moment that you, th- that you consciously think like, I'm going to try to be clever about this thing. And then you realize you just write the hackiest shit that you've ever written in your entire life. And like, Oh yeah, this is like soap opera, bad kind of bullshit that I just put it out out there in the world. And it's, yeah, it feels very much like that of like, I am trying to be super clever. Uh, and I'm like, these people have powers, <laughs> use their powers in some yeah. ways. Um, And there's
0: not a lot of that. There's lots of beams. Um, There's lots of nonsense. Uh, They eventually call in cable uh, for this. And the reason why is because he's a time traveler uh, and they think they can restart his latent time travel device using psychic powers uh, to send his consciousness back. It's like it's all nonsense. Like, fun nonsense, but super nonsense.
1: The machine, though, Gary. Like, the weird fucking Optimus Prime device that they do they build to make this happen that has, like, Cable at the top chained down and, like, Jean Grey at the bottom driving the (laughs) legs. And I think Xavier's in the middle as, like, because I'm connected to Legion through my sperm. It's
0: (laughs) like a time Voltron that they get to make (laughs) to, like, go back in time. Just to send a ghost of Cable to go back uh, and try to tell the X-Men that they're not dock workers <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the other like really super weird thing is that you know legion kind of announces that he's going to go back in time and storm quick thinking storm who was the leader of this team is like hey uh like psy like stab bishop in the head and then hold on and
0: then <laughs> he'll <laughs> y- send hit, you back in time and
1: he'll he'll <laughs> absorb chrom- chromatic chrono energy, energy.
0: <laughs> 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 it's like man is it is it a lot Like, and that's always been, you know, X-Men, but boy, it's, it's big in these ones. And when they do Um, that,
1: dude, like when they do that, they go back in time and they wake up with no memory. So they're just hanging out like in fucking like, like 70 in 19, the 1970s, like not knowing where they are and like, and not knowing the
0: language and, and working in a dock and living in a weird flop house together (laughs) where they like come home from work and then put on their X-Men costumes. They're like. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that feels good. So Finally time to get weird. into the tights after wearing a T-shirt. Oh So um, fucking
1: weird, dude. Uh, there's,
0: there's so much weirdness in this. Like, can we uh, talk about, so like Legion goes back in time. His whole plan is like, I need to make it up to my dad. I've been a horrible failure to my dad because I've been like a villain uh, and fucked up all this stuff. And I've uh, had this mental problem. I need to make it up to him. The way I'm going to make it up to him is by killing Magneto. Like if, if Magneto was never around, he would have achieved his dreams. Fine. Fair. Uh, He goes back in time and two things I want to talk about Legion. One, um, he's like sadistic and evil. Like, I don't really understand Legion in this. Like when he grabs Magneto, instead of just killing Magneto, he forces him to live through his uh, child dying. You know, that's his opening move.
1: Oh, I thought that this wasn't like I thought that he goes back in time, and because you know Legion is Legion, like he doesn't have any memory of himself, and like he immediately goes into the psychiatric hospital, and he's like, so when he touches Magneto, it's like sets off one of his like psionic things, and he's accidentally doing this.
0: Uh, see, he he gloats about it though, like he there's like si- there's panels with him like smiling and stuff about it, like and Magneto is, like later is like, how dare you judge me without knowing me, and he's like, hey, 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 but I can't trust you, like Legion's. Attitude during this whole thing is weirdly sadistic to me, both towards Magneto and towards the X-Men. Like, there's a part where Storm is trying to stop him, and he's like, oh, I've heard you, Storm, but I'm just not listening. You know, all this weird, like, I don't understand his villain turn in this, like, given his, his motivations, which are, like, altruistic. He also makes out with his own mom dressed up as his, in his dad's body.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so
0: so like, there's just a lot going on with Legion right here.
1: We got to make sure. Uh, the, the thing that you need to do when you go back in time is make sure that your mom is pregnant with you before you, you go back to the future. Yeah, it's, <laughs> no matter yeah, what you have to do, what <laughs> sacrifices you have to make, you have to make sure your mom is preggo with you before going back to the real world. Yeah.
0: Get, um, get Gary Butterfield Sr. to jizz in a cup and take it from mm-hmm. there
1: because, yeah, which is going to be the know. easy part to be honest with you <laughs> that deep yeah, yeah, that's any the cup sec- second product.
0: part of that yeah second part's rough stuff dude <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the end of that story is not uh, happy
1: especially in the 70s you know we didn't really have the technology back then that we do no. nowadays for that kind of stuff uh, that, uh,
0: yeah there's pre-super soakers the um the so <laughs> the, 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 uh, log off (laughs) (laughs) I I just I find uh, I find Legion real weird in this like I liked the idea of him trying to help out and fucking it up that is a story I'm super here for I think like we should probably we we said we were going to talk a lot about it we should probably talk about Scott Lobdell at some some point in this Mm -hmm. you know and hit the art and hit the writing Um, I don't think I think Scott Lobdell is a really mediocre writer I don't think he's horrible. He's not Chuck Austin. He's not Howard Mackey, uh, but he's real mediocre. And I, this to me, him doing that kind of villain stuff like this is. So these are written are plotted by him. And then the dialogue is written by Mark Wade, who is good. But I think slipping into this generic villain speech and these kind of generic villain attitudes is one of them not having a good sense of kind of nuance of this. I think this would have been a more interesting set up if Legion thought he was doing good the entire time and was like kind and just misguided as opposed to coming back and becoming a mom, fucking mustache twirling superstar. You sure.
1: Know? Um, and, and I like, I, you know, I, I kind of get it to an extent. Like I, it sets up all of this other stuff that's going to happen. It also gives us a kind of peek at Xavier and Magneto's relationship back when they were homeboys. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I love the facts that like, even in Age of Apocalypse, these boys were barely on the cusp of making out with each other. Like, there's there's a whole <laughs> there's two pa- a two page spread of like Magneto being like, maybe I'm just jealous. Oh, I mean, of 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 him being with Moira. <laughs> I mean, that's oh, I'm my wife's talking- dad. Yeah. It's been so long.
0: <laughs> yeah, He's a, there's definitely like a weird tempted for like gay for the stay. Really, uh, Magneto really is dude. You know? Like, it's
1: it's remarkably like, like not not subtext.
0: <laughs> yeah. For for him volunteering to change bedpans at the hospital that Xavier works at. Uh, you know, in exchange while Xavier falls in love with Gabriel Holler, uh the nurse. Them being bros in this is pretty fun. I, I made fun of that issue that's just a bar fight, but I found that issue really funny. Oh um, yeah. Because it's them punching, like it's not they don't do superpowers or anything. It's Magn it's like Xavier and, and Magneto punching yokels and being like, you know, now it's my turn. Xavier was Trained in fighting from the Mystic Orient. But me, I was trained in the street. I'm no such gentleman. And like punching somebody in the nuts. And it's like, what the fuck, dude?
1: this is this is wild and like the dude that they're fighting is like the blob's granddad like he's just a real fat guy and i'm like this dude could not look more american if he tried like he's got a happy trail (laughs) that leads nowhere happy gary like (laughs) it's why imagine wearing suspenders treats and the shirt that you're wearing under the suspenders is above like your navel like that's how tight this shirt is and you just have a huge gut out from underneath it and it's just like hairy. It's just super yeah. hairy. It's
0: real gross. It, it reminds it's like if the Hulk only got fat when he hawked <laughs> out instead of getting strong <laughs> or like, um, there's a kids in the hall sketch about guts where everyone's got guts and they're like, somebody loses a bunch of weight and their guts all deflated and everyone gets mad at him. Uh, and it looks like that. Like it looks like the kids in the hall gut sketch. If you've ever seen that. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty gross. And <laughs> The reason why Xavier and Magneto get into a fight is because this bar full of yogels decides to beat the shit out of a legless veteran. Like, it's really over the top. Like, you have to really shift your gears for how silly and, you know, dramatic this is going to get. But they're like, there's a veteran without his legs. And they're like, ah, you know, Magneto looks over. And he's like, ah, yes. hardly the standing ovation that hero deserves. And then all the yokels just throw a bunch of quarters on him, or like dance, idiot. And then Xavier's like mm, Xavier one, yokels zero, and like cracks his knuckles, <laughs> like gets and into Xavier it. Xavier could
1: literally just make these people go to sleep. Like he could just literally change their mind. Mm-hmm. But instead, he's like, "Let's get into a fist fight." Or maybe I guess you could make an argument that 1970 Xavier doesn't have that much control over his powers. Blah blah. Yeah, blah, yeah. But yeah. He'd
0: end up like frying all their brains.
1: Sure, that's so, better.
0: <laughs> it's, it's you know, it's ten pages of uh, them taking turns. Fighting yokels. Like it's very like roadhouse. Like mm-hmm. Magneto gives a bunch of cash to the bartenders, like, this is for the damages. You'll see what I mean in a moment. <laughs> and and then like later it's like, how many bar fights have you got like they ask him and, and Charles Xavier's like this this is the first one I've gotten into. And like <laughs> like Z- Magneto just knew. He's like, uh oh. This rough and ready wild boy is just gonna get real into it. Put it on our tab.
1: Put it on our tab. Uh the Shiar are also into this, in this a little bit, Gary. Oh, like yeah. they they decide they they start feeling like some weird shit going on in the, the Omni- brr, brr, crystal and um, yeah the, the
0: McCran crystal
1: they uh and they're basically like hey you know we should we should go and check this out and I guess they were on hiatus uh, and so like <laughs> I love when <laughs> Sandra comes in and she's like hey you were my former consort and also to my everyone current... <laughs> yeah just announces yeah, to, it and I'm like yeah we boned once girl chill <laughs>
0: <laughs> like it's like Stacy in Wingsworld. World. Yeah. Um, the, uh, like her, her announcing to the world that, ah, yes, my former consort Charles <laughs> Xavier is very funny, but what's happening is, so they're seeing, uh, this thing called like the crystallization wave, uh, which is this wave that is going across the universe, devouring planets. And it's a result of this thing that happened in the past. So like in this story, we're getting the present where the X-Men made the big psychic Voltron to, to send a uh, cable back. And they, uh, in the past where they're trying to stop Legion uh, unsuccessfully, Um, you know, and they, there's a cool bit, like this is shortly after an arc where Emma Frost actually like unlocked Iceman's true potential. Like Iceman had been holding himself back. He's an extremely powerful mutant. And there's a cool arc where she like helps him, you know, set loose. And here he freezes every molecule of water in Legion's body, which if Iceman can do that, he's the most deadly mutant in the world. Easy. Amazing. He doesn't do that shit. Um that reminded me of Planetary like when they talk about tracking down Elijah Snow by all the people who have have uh, their brains frozen in their heads you know and I was like oh man that's fucking yeah, scary." yeah yeah good um so they're trying to stop him they can't they can't stop him uh the takeaway the important bit is that Legion uh, attempts to kill Magneto while they're talking about uh philosophy but Xavier jumps in the way of his Psybeam and dies so this future wave is happening and everyone is just watching it. Um, I, lo- I really like that bit in the future where like, they're all just kind of talking about like not wanting to be alone and not knowing what's going to happen. Like, uh, you know, Gambit and Rogue are talking, uh, you know, Angel can't, you know, Betsy, uh, his girlfriend Psylocke is in the past, so he can't be with her. So he just comes down to check in on, Cyclops and Cyclops and Jean Grey, you know, is, you know is like a,
1: he knows they're not gonna get busy. <laughs> like Cyclops yeah, yeah, exactly. is way too stuck up to put one in around the in the <laughs> yeah, world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: like uh, you know, like just, just like old friends. You know, like yeah. just like everyone's scared. I really like it. Um there's an amazing bit too, I, I know I'm jumping all around, but where Gambit, uh, they explain what's gonna what's gonna happen with the uh, Voltron, and then Gambit says to Rogue, he goes, Why are we doing this again, Yeah. And Rogue says well, as Gambit, as Professor Xavier just explained, and then she explains it again.
1: <laughs> he just has to hear it twice.
0: <laughs> it's incredible. Like they do it for the audience, but Gambit is the surrogate who wasn't paying attention. Uh, it's real good.
1: Yeah, it's, um, I think it's, it's, it's pretty fun. It's a pretty fun read. Like, I don't think it's worth going through uh panel by panel like we usually do on the show, but like, if you're, if you want to get pretty firmly set up for what you're getting into, like, this is a good, a quick intro. Like it doesn't take long to breeze through it's 80 pages of comics. It's a lot of action and it's pretty short on dialogue, so you can kind of go through it real quick. Um, and it's, you know, like I said, it's fun. Uh, it's, yeah. um, I'd. I I enjoyed reading it. I think it primed me perfectly to get into uh, our first issue of age of apocalypse, which is going to be X-Men alpha Mm one. Yeah. To get the, uh, get the mode. Yeah. It's, it gets me in that nineties era and I was like, okay, let's do this. Let's, let's see what we got. And it, it perfectly did that. Also, I'm kind of a sucker for Legion. Like you said, he had a bad haircut, but like, I like that dude's hair and
0: (laughs) (laughs) you're way into the kid and play.
1: I'm way into kid Uh, and play. Like I'm way more kid than play. You know what I'm saying? Gary, (laughs) (laughs) are you a kid or are you a play? take our quiz. Um uh, so like anything with Legion in general I'm going to be here for. So
0: I think I think that if I had to guess and you can, you know, please tell me if this is not, I'm not trying to speak for you. I imagine a lot of that is a result of the uh TV show. Cuz in the comics there's not a lot to Legion yeah, in my experience yeah. at least.
1: The um I think I had going into the TV show I had like weird memories of w- what Legion was or did. Like I think I built them up a lot in my head that wasn't wasn't necessarily in the page. Um, mm-hmm. on the page, excuse me. And then like going into the show and having that become like such a firm character in my mind. Like it makes me retroactively like these people. It's kinda how like Thor three makes Thor two better. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Like I, I need to watch Legion. I'm not resisting it for any reason. Like I'm sure I would enjoy it. Yeah. I just haven't gotten around to it yet.
1: Dude, it's um, like, it's like nine, it's like 40 hours of television. Like, it's okay. <laughs> like, it's a yeah, full-time yeah. No, no, week's I, job worth of television.
0: Oh, like, I thought you were saying it the other way. Like, it's 40 hours. Stop being such a pussy.
1: No, no, not I at dive all, dude. In. Like, even, <laughs> like, even during like, quarantine time, man. Like, it's it's yeah. like like, I look at that stuff and I'm like somebody uh, recommended me something and they were like, you just got to get through the first two two episodes of this thing on Netflix. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's, I'm sure that, you know, I, that's what yeah. people say. And I'm, like they, the way they described it was like, Oh, this is a 20, 30 minute show. And like the first two episodes are an hour and a half each. And I'm like, you recommended <laughs> me like, imagine <laughs> telling people that you had to watch the first two star Wars. And then like, the, then the third one is really good. And I'm yeah, like, oh. yeah.
0: Yeah. I just, I can, there's other stuff I can get into. There's a comedian who, who talked about this and is like my favorite jokes where he's like, where people people tell you about a tv show now it's basically being like "Have you read time magazine time magazine's great you just got to start at the beginning <laughs> skip the first couple of years you know because it, it, it's you know just casually recommending somebody spend and man like not to go on a tangent or anything like that but i don't understand how anime fans do it because oh, when they're doing it it's like there's so many of them and they're all like a billion hours
1: we uh, like, when we did full metal alchemist brotherhood uh for monster of the week we some everybody told us like skip the first episode it's not going to make sense it's the trash and i'm like well i have to watch it it's the first episode like i'm just that's the, yeah and then you watch it and you're like the only question i had coming out of is like why did you make this the first episode like it doesn't do anything and apparently the yeah. answer is anime fans anime fans wanted to have like some connection to the previous series so instead of just starting the series with the new characters and the new concepts they just it was a bunch of proper noun garbage. And like if I had watched that, I'd been like, oh, I'm going to get put off by this. I don't want to watch the rest of it. And the other stuff was like legit. OK, like it was good. Yeah. Um. So like it, I can't. Ima- can you and people do this with Jojo's all the time, like every single person that's ever been like, you're going to love Jojo's. It's like X-Men on steroids or whatever. And I'm like, OK, cool. Like, where do I start? Like, oh, the first season is garbage. Like, but you got to watch it. And I'm like, "What? <laughs>
0: no. Yeah. I don't, I, I, what's wrong with this medium? Like why, why, like what, what happened from the ground up to make this medium that way?
1: And you know, you know and like why weirdly reimagined comics are the same way. Right. Like I would never tell anybody like, oh man, you know, new X-Men is yeah, great, but you got 140 issues to get to the good stuff.
0: <laughs> well, that's why you don't tell them that though. Cause you don't yeah. actually need it. You know, like you don't, uh, like that's the thing is like, you wouldn't say that, but you also don't have to. Yeah. You know, like it's, 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 it's very rare that I'm like, you have to read this to get the setup and have the thing be bad. You know, sometimes, but it's rare. Um, and I recognize that it's probably not every, you know, hashtag not all anime, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. do not at me under any circumstances about this. Uh, <laughs> you the- <laughs> can at the AB club. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, do, do not touch me. Um, the, uh, yeah. So this is, this is good and fun. The other kind of like momentous thing is Gambit and Rogue decide to YOLO and have a kiss. Yeah. Uh, at the end of this. And that has consequences actually. Like after this, we're not going to get into it you know, I, I, we will probably die before we decide to explore like the comics that came immediately after this, but, um, her absorbing gambits memories is what ultimately leads to her. This is the payoff for the gambit traitor plot, which was Bishop going back in time and being like gambits a traitor. We remember that from the TV show. Um, that is a long running plot that has been around for a very long time. And this is the beginning of the payoff for that, where she finds out that gambit is the one who put together the marauders for Mr. Sinister who caused the mutant massacre. Um, so that is a weird low key consequence of this whole arc.
1: Interesting. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. I'd forgotten about that completely. So awesome.
0: Yeah. Um, It's, it's kind of neat. Like this, uh, it's, it's in articulation and in the comics, it's very frustrating. Like she basically runs away and it just is a back burner plot thing for forever. Like it's, it's like, you know, 10 issues of her just being like, I can't talk about it, you know, and like running away and stuff. And eventually it comes out and he was, he was a contractor. (laughs) Like he he hired them for Mister Sinister, like basically anyone could have done that. It's a little bit overblown, but it does cause like a real rift sure. in the uh, yeah. the X Men.
1: I can't I can't believe you built that outhouse for Mister Sinister on Xavier's property. <laughs> yeah. Did you not I get can't. the right permits? Did you not go to City Hall? God damn it! <laughs> yeah. Damn it! We yeah. talked about this.
0: <laughs> I, I can't I can't believe you called Mister Sinister an Uber when he was too drunk to drive home. <laughs> and he ran over the uber ran over uh the morlocks so all you're, your you're fault involved in the mutant all your fault yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: um well thank you everybody for listening uh next episode we're going to kick off age of apocalypse uh proper with x-men alpha issue number one um speaking of the schedule should be up on days of Future days of futurecast.com slash schedule um mm-hmm. apparently that site that link doesn't work right now but i'll have it fixed by the time these issues these episodes start hitting and uh we're just going to follow along there's a bunch of number ones to get through and then a bunch of number twos and then after that we have my favorites which are the number threes um mm. <laughs> which is which is what me and autumn joke is what we call jizz is you know you have your number, uh, one, number, number three two, and then the yeah, number you take three a number three tactical.
0: yeah yeah you take a, a number three it's either that or puke so it's exactly it's more fun
1: way more way more fun um so yeah uh stick with us age of apocalypse we'll be back in a couple of days thank you everybody oh wait no we haven't talked about the patreon in like two episodes gary
0: oh whoops uh <laughs> give us money <laughs> patreon.com slash give us your stimulus
1: if it's your stimulus package or just <laughs> your you. normal package either one
0: yeah yeah give, give us your number threes